click start recording. It's not recording any screen, but it is recording my audio. Please talk for me. Yep, it is. Alright. And I thought our audio sounded pretty much fine. Welcome to the first episode <laughs> of Quarter Twins. Oh boy. Woo, 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 woo. This we're is doing not a podcast. Yeah, we're doing a podcast. This is definitely not the first time we tried to record this. We recorded a whole episode. Well, we didn't even finish the whole episode. Nope. We talked for how long? An hour and a half. An hour, an hour and a half? Yeah. It captured about 40 minutes. And the last five we minutes. We didn't even. Yeah. yeah, and the video, we were trying to do a face cam stuff. It didn't work. My poor little laptop is trying as hard as he can. <laughs> it's just not yeah. going to work. So in a few months, when I get my big baddie bo baddie desktop. <laughs> big baddie bo baddie. Oh, big baddie bo baddie desktop. Calling him Beaker and Minkus. Oh, <laughs> Beaker and Minkus. Oh, man. <laughs> Inside jokes, Beaker and man. We we have inside jokes. Mm-hmm. Why do we have inside yeah. jokes? Because we're cousins. We're cousins. I'm but Jordan. But even more, this is Jordan. I'm Hi. Joshua. Why are we quarter twins, Jordan? Why is this thing called quarter twins? Glad you asked. Well, we're cousins. Our moms are twin sisters. Uh huh. And that means that they are fifty percent, one hundred percent, exactly the same person. Yes. And by default, since Joshua and I are their offspring, uh-huh. that makes us 25%, 100% exactly, exactly the, same. the same. So we are one quarter twins. Yep. Welcome to quarter twins. Welcome to quarter twins. Roll the music. Okay. <laughs> that was great. That was perfect. That was better than the first one. It I probably was, was, even though it was. Okay. Uh, and the intro has played, and we're laughing, and we're having fun, and we're giggling, yeah. and everything's so great. And today, he's drinking more water, but... I drink too much water. It's we, my security blanket. We are. Yeah, you hide your face. You know, I gotta shave. Good lord. But the there is no proof audio of that, only, because baby. this is audio only, because we're giving on up on shirt. trying to be cool. Um, Yeah, I'm wearing a lame t-shirt. Actually, this is a great t-shirt. I love this t-shirt. Uh, okay. Today, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the post-intro part of the podcast. <laughs> we are talking about Star Wars. Star Wars. We love Star Wars. We really do. We love it so much, we're going to re-record this podcast just so we can talk right. about Star talk Wars about for even all more. all 11 movies again. Yep. We haven't talked about our top two yet, so. That's true. We have that but they're the same. look forward to. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably, the, probably the same. I don't know. So we're just going to rattle off here, not like we're <clears throat> skipping content. No. And I we're do gonna, still have a lot to, to say about bit. Last Jedi when we get there. Yeah, we'll so. get there. We're going to go a little bit quicker because I think we rambled a little bit. We did we're ramble a lot. We're both prone to rambling. Yeah. So We have a lot to say. We're very passionate. When we talk about yeah. one movie for a whole podcast, then we can really <laughs> get into the nitty-gritty. Really get into the nitty-gritty. The baddie, bo baddie. Um, the baddie, yes, bo baddie. Ooh, <laughs> that's where the real content lies. This is just something right. me and Jordan can do that we feel very comfortable with talking about yeah. Star Wars. We have a lot of the same opinions, so there won't yeah. be too much 
uh, I disagree. You know, there's a little bit of that, but not too much. Yeah. So we'll probably, you know, we'll punch each other in the face at some point here. No, just kidding. Um, it hasn't happened yet in yeah. our 21, 22 years, 23 years of Almost life. Almost 23. So yeah. hey, we'll, we'll have um, to uh, punch each other in the face eventually. Yeah, just this has to happen. I don't know if I've ever been punched in the face, to be honest. I don't. I don't think I have. Um, some sort of uh, a rite of initiation, perhaps. That we speaking have to get of getting, later. speaking of getting punched in the face. Oh. Uh, number eleven on our list. A big punch to the face. Oh, a punch <laughs> to everywhere. Uh, yeah, the rise of Skywalker. The Let's rise just get right of Skywalker. It. Um, it's, it's bad. bad. It's a bad movie. I think it's pretty bad. Um, poorly dude. written, poorly edited, poorly, poorly, poorly paced. Poorly. It looks good. Eh, it, that. it doesn't it look too nice. bad. I like the Force Dyad stuff with Ren, uh, Ren Kylo Ren, and yeah. Rey. Um, I like Just that give us Ben a, Solo comes back. Try to give like the quickest. This, let's try to give like a the quickest summary of each movie that we can. Just like okay. just like baseline bullet points of what happens. The or? Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the Emperor is back. Yep. Somehow he returned. Uh, then the Emperor is gone. <laughs> How's yeah, that? all the Sith, all the Jedi, um, in between, you know, uh, Finn is in it, kind of. Poe is in it, kind of. Kind of. Poe, um, uh, Finn gets his third love interest, which is fun for him. Oh my goodness, I forgot about. Oh, I totally forgot about. I totally forgot about that character. That's yeah. a character in the movie. Yeah, I don't know her. Name. I don't know her name. Lando's daughter. Potentially, maybe. Who cares? It doesn't matter at all. Know. It doesn't matter at all. Because uh, I don't care about that movie character at all. In in the Disney sequel trilogy directed by J.J. Abrams, um, shout out J.J. It was, come on the podcast. Come on the podcast, please. Um, it was a response to the Last Jedi. Um, the Last Jedi was not received very well by a lot of people. Actually, Idiots, I would say if we're being if we're being honest. Most of us normal people in the world were like, this movie's great, The Last Jedi. But the very mm -hmm. loud people the critics on love Twitter and, and all of that were very upset about it mm -hmm. and wanted to kill Ryan Johnson for ruining their childhood. Um, What's up with that, so anyway? In order Ryan to make, make people happy, Disney decided to bring J.J. back on and make this movie. Um, and take Ryan Johnson's trilogy away. Yeah. And this is the movie we got, and it's um. Yeah, I have written here that it is a movie that's so soulless that it makes me feel numb and feel nothing about anything. Except when I saw it, um, I I wanted to punch Joshua in the face. No, I didn't. Wow. But <laughs> I yeah. I wanted to punch somebody in the face. Here's the best part of the whole movie, is when Ray turns her lightsaber on and it's yellow. That's the best part of the whole film. Is it, though? I think it's like, great. The whole Ray Skywalker thing. Well, yeah, that's terrible. Is just off. We didn't talk about the, that the first time we recorded this. Yes. Yeah. And we talked a she lot. Goes, she goes, I'm Ray Skywalker. No, she's no. not. She is Ray <sighs> Unknown. 
And we'll talk about that. I'll talk about that. And nauseam. Yeah, when we get up to the last when we Jedi. get to the last Jedi, how much better oh, Ray is in that movie? I just is that don't all understand you need? Oh. how she is a Skywalker because she She's is romantically involved with the last Skywalker, right? Yeah, because I'm not married. If I'm writing this movie called The Rise of Skywalker, you know, it's a it could be a movie about basically about Kylo Ren and him, Ben Solo, rising to the name of Skywalker, right? That's mm-hmm. what the movie's kind of about. But then at the end, he dies, and she's like, I'm the last Skywalker. I'm the rising Skywalker. <laughs> I am the rising Somehow. Skywalker. How and yeah, why? I'm not we don't know. That. We'll never know. It's not worth it. It's a bad movie. There's some good music in that movie, though. Really good music. John Williams. John, John Williams. Williams. Come on the podcast. Yes, please. Uh, <sighs> yeah, okay. So Rise of the Skywalker is bad. Has it's some redeemable pieces. It is both of our worst <clears throat> spot. Right here on the left hand of the screen, Joshua, editing this later, uh, I'm going to put both of our rankings with cute little acronyms because oh, yes. our faces aren't That's on the screen idea. anymore, so we can have the That's rankings on there. I thought about that in bed last night. All right. Could we verify that we are recording? <laughs> uh, I did just a minute ago, actually. We are. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh-huh, just uh-huh. want to make sure, yeah, 100%. 100% sure. All right, um, that's our number 11. I don't really want to talk about The Rise of Skywalker anymore. Yeah, we're done with that. It's Have not a that. great time. I watch it occasionally because I find it pretty baffling and fun to watch to mm-hmm. just see how terrible it is. Um, I have only Chewbacca seen it one dies time and then doesn't die and, in the theater. Uh, I'm really surprised I've only seen it one time. Yep, that's, and I don't really remember really much of it. That's really impressive. I kind of liked the Darth Ray stuff with the fangs. I thought that was fun, but it amounted to nothing. So, next worst on the or next best. This part of the show isn't as fun. (laughs) If we're being honest, (laughs) I'm honestly like my energy level is lower. I'm like we're really gonna talk about this again. Uh, Like ah. Oh my god! I said this the first time. I want to say this again. Here's the thing about Star Wars. Oh yeah. They're they're not great movies, the vast majority of them. Mm-hmm. There's 11 of these main Star Wars movies, and most of them are not very good movies. They're not that great. No, they're not good. And that's the thing about Star Wars, is there's something strange and magical about the first movie that George created, and the second and third, mm-hmm. that, that he made first, um, that... Uh, the first movie being one of, if not the most culturally impactful blockbusters of all time. Exactly. Something that he created up top that we all fell in love with that keeps us watching these terrible, terrible films. And <laughs> these sell getting cash grab garbo. They're movies. doing better. I think no, no, no. they're I think they're doing well now. Yeah, I Although like we can talk the... about Boba Fett later. I think it's okay, but Yeah. I like both Mandalorian is fantastic. But yeah. Anyway. Good. All that um, being said, what's our yeah. number ten, Joshua? Dude, surprisingly, just to no one. To no one. Uh <laughs> Attack of the Clones is the next worst movie. Of course it is. It's a bad movie. It's overall probably uh 
I mean, okay, I've only seen Rise of Skywalker once, so I can't really speak to how unfun it is to watch. But I, mm-hmm. I genuinely, I don't think I would be able to sit through Attack of the Clones. No. I never myself. want to watch it. Yeah. There are days that I'm like, I could watch the Rise of Skywalker right now and have a good time. I never want to yeah. watch Attack Couldn't of the Clones. Couldn't be me. By myself, anyway. Sure. If you have somebody to make fun of it with, then it's a, yeah. it's a great time. Yeah. Because there are some bright spots in there. There are some yeah. good, like we talked about the first time we recorded this mm-hmm. first episode. There are some really fun moments, like the arena sequence where they are uh, Padme, Anakin, and Obi-Wan are imprisoned by Count Dooku. On the Geonosian homeworld. Yeah, yeah, we really like that because they are without lightsabers and they have to like, they're at this lower level and they have to really figure out how to get out of a situation with less than what they're normally what what is normally available to them yeah and i really like it when stories strip characters down to their bare bones and force them to be yes of course um and like force them to figure it out that's why i like iron man 3 shout Um, out iron man 3 shout out iron man 3 robert downey jr come on the podcast come on the podcast um he'd be fun to have on the podcast that would be a fun podcast we talk about dr doolittle <laughs> oh good goodness! <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I'm so sorry. Me neither. I, yeah. Uh, we should also. I don't know if you want to edit this into another part of the podcast, but we should also say that we grew up watching the prequels. Mm, yes, we are as kiddos. We are Gen Z slash millennials, right on the border. I've looked it up many times. Yeah. There's so many different descriptions, but some, I like some to think that like, we're in between. Ugh. Oh, you're such a millennial. Other people are like, yeah. oh, you're so Gen Z. Ugh. I am older than my Game Boy Advance SP. That's, that makes me wow. happy. But I'm younger <laughs> than my Game Boy Color. There you go. So I find that nice little in-between. That's a, that's a good in-between. Or my Nintendo 64. Shout out Nintendo. Come on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, we, we all – we like – the prequels because they're nostalgic to us they are more nostal- like just as nostalgic as the nostalgic nostalgic <laughs> as the uh the original trilogy because i kind of watched yeah. them all at the same time growing up yeah and so they I have that same level of power to them yeah you know? i think i watched attack of the clones probably the most out of all of them as a kid anyway right I feel like I can safely say that I've watched all of the Star Wars movies except for the newer three of this of the Skywalker trilogy and Rogue One mm-hmm. and Solo, I guess. Like the the first six, I've seen them all like a yeah. hundred times yeah. because they're amazing, and I couldn't get enough of them as growing up. They're so yep. good. Yeah, even Phantom Most Menace, which we'll bad. talk about later, <laughs> which feels like eons. Do you want to talk about Phantom Menace? It's your next Yeah, let's talk about Phantom Menace, number nine. The Phantom Menace. Number nine. Yeah, oh, that's right. It's not your number nine. It's not my number nine. My number nine, yeah, it's the Phantom Menace. I think, uh, like I said, the first time. um, The the thing that really keeps me from going back to the Phantom Menace is just the way it looks. It's Mm. just hard to look at. Yeah. It's just like the... 
1999, I'm sure it was very, uh, very good and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, technically, yeah, amazing. technically proficient. Yeah, I think um, something I didn't say last time, just to be new and fresh and cool. Yep, yep. Um, George Lucas always gets the most out of whatever technology he has available to him at the mm. time that he's making the movie, whether it's the practical models that he used in the first three yeah. movies or the CGI and the technical stuff in the episode three. Not as much yeah. in episode one where everything <laughs> looks really super sterile. He really uses those green screens. Yeah, the blue screens even. Blue screens, yes. Um, yeah, Color so they're... I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're red-green colorblind. Be able to yeah, tell what blue is. One hundred percent true. Whoa, but I'm that that part is not in my twenty five percent. I'm not colorblind. I think for Phantom Menace, he had still like somewhat limited technology, and he does a pretty good job mm. at creating like especially the uh, pod race. I think actually looks really it good because really it's like a good that mix race. of practical and CGI effects and i think that is a really well made sequence um but yeah walking around the jedi temple um or yeah. like out in naboo even doesn't like yeah. naboo i think that forest is real and it doesn't feel real right even somehow yeah. and i think that goes to the point of george you know the prequels are, are bad movies but through he made the movies that he wanted to make mm -hmm. and he created the environments that he wanted to create everything you see in those movies is exactly what he wanted it to be and right it's the the vision of a creator which is something which is why rise of skywalker is at the bottom of our list because is it is rise of skywalker does it look it's not a passion bad? project it's it's it looks great it has better acting, better writing, better visual effects, but there's no heart to it. There's no creative, mm -hmm. um, there's no creative choices being made. It's purely a, um, let's just make, let's just make this movie. Hopefully they'll be happy with it and hopefully we'll make a lot of money. Right. And let's reverse all of our decisions we let Ryan Johnson make in episode yeah. eight. We'll get, oh my God. We'll get to that. All right. <laughs> Okay. So what's uh what's your number nine? My number nine, much to the chagrin of people my age, is Revenge of the Sith. One of my roommates has Revenge of the Sith at number one. It's an absolute blasphemy in my opinion. I don't understand those. That people. is outrageous to me. That's the shift that happened when Rise of Skywalker came out. Once Rise of Skywalker came out, people were like, the prequels. Even yeah, even are like a godsend. Uh, They're the best movies. They're the best Star Wars movies. You all are dumb for not liking them. They're yeah, the best. George Lucas is God incarnate. That's right. Uh, I don't think so. No. I think Revenge of the Sith suffers greatly from. I don't know if it would be pacing, but like it, the turn that Anakin makes to the dark side is like a 90 degree yeah it feels like a completely out of nowhere well not out of nowhere but like f too fast for his character yeah we it doesn't it doesn't flow with the 
other events that happen in that movie. Right. It doesn't flow naturally is what I'm saying. So, like, we, I brought up last time how he kills Count Dooku at the beginning of the movie, but then he right. sees the actual big bad, and he's like, he must stand trial. This guy will yeah. kill us, given the chance, but let, let's let him stand trial. He created a war so that he yep. could completely take over the Republic. Mm-hmm. Let's have him stand trial against the Republic that he controls. You know, it. and I'm not trying to justify the death penalty or anything here, but, you know, Mace Windu was on to something when he said he was a little too dangerous to be kept alive, maybe. Because he uh, is a little bit too dangerous yeah, to be kept alive. Yeah, he's crazy business. And, you know, even if you kill him, he's not actually dead. Apparently. We didn't talk about that at the beginning with Rise of Skywalker. But it's, it's absolutely horrendous what, that the what Emperor What can be came said back. that hasn't already been said? Yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible twist. So, I talked about it a little bit, but Anakin's shift to the dark side without Star Wars The Clone Wars. Shout out Star Wars The Clone Wars. Dave Filoni, come on the show. Um, we, we have, like, Anakin's fear of Padme dying and his mother dying that's all we have of anakin being this angry evil guy maybe at the end of episode two when padme falls off the gunship there's a little bit of anger there as well and like wanting to leave the jedi order but he like in the clone Wars specifically there are so many events i can't even count them all where he is forced to create these, like, or not create, but, like, choose these darker paths to get what he wants, whether it's keeping Padme around or saving Ahsoka's life or, you know... He's just straight up killing people in that show. Yeah, random... He just kills people. Showing his lightsaber through people's chests. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) He's a crazy person. He is a psychopath. And we don't see any of that in the movies. So when I watched... The, when I watched Revenge of the Sith for the first time, to be quite frank, I was terrified. I was like seven years old. I watched it in my mother's room with my parents. And (laughs) I watched that first, like, Darth Vader's eyes turn red moment. And I was, I mean, I was hiding under the covers for the rest of the movie. And I think that has slightly scarred me ever since why it's lower (laughs) than Phantom Menace on my list. Yeah. Um... Because I think objectively it is a little bit better than Phantom Menace. I have sure. I have issues with Phantom Menace. But, um, yeah, I just think Revenge of the Sith is like, he just, there isn't enough to make me believe that he would actually turn to the dark side on a whim like that. Straight yeah. to killing babies, you know? Yeah. So. Because that's what he does. He literally, he kills children. That's a kid's movie for you. Mm-hmm. Killing the kids. With the Googans. So that's uh that's your number nine. That's my number nine. We've, did we talk about Phantom Menace? Uh no. Did we? No. Probably not. But let's talk about it. If we did, let's I'll figure it. that out. I don't think we did. Um That's my number nine. Is the Phantom Menace. And it's my number eight. That's right, yes. Um The Phantom Menace is good. Um, it's a fun movie i think yeah i think the biggest problem with it is that it feels like it's super long 
whatever yeah. pacing issues they have is bad. And part of that, I think, too, comes from our childhood sensibilities trying to figure out what is going on with this deep political plot yeah. with these trade sanctions and all this extra blockades stuff, and... blockades. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. It's what is so Palpatine's weird. plan in that movie? I mean, it's like the weirdest, most complicated political Just to get himself elected chancellor. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. We did talk about pod races, though, and how you don't we like did. how we clean did. it I, is. I talked about uh, the visual effects of it all. Mm, maybe so, we... I think we probably... I think we probably could. Yeah, Phantom Menace is good, <laughs> but not that good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. My number nine is Phantom Menace... Your number nine was Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Your number eight was Revenge of the Sith, and my number eight was Phantom Menace. Your number eight was Phantom Menace. My number eight is Return of the Jedi. Oh, right. Hot take alert. On the screen. Put our list on the screen. Yeah, yeah, it's there. My, my, it's piping hot. hot. Take. Um, my hot take of the day is Return of the Jedi being below Revenge of the Sith. Tell me about it. And it's really only because Return of the Jedi makes me fall asleep i don't i don't know really what happens in that movie other than the beginning and the end um whatever happened in the middle is a mystery to me yeah i i can't remember because i think i fall asleep every time i think it's i think it's really just a symptom of um it being the third movie in a franchise and George Lucas having a little bit more creative control. Um, Cause mm. when we talk about empire strikes back, which does much higher on the list, <clears throat> much, higher. I'm sure much higher. empire wasn't even directed by George Lucas. A lot of people don't know that. It's a little factoid. Yeah. Boom. Um, Facts. But return of the Jedi was much more a George Lucas project. And I think it has a little bit, it's a little bit of a warning for what's to come. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from George Lucas creativity. He's like started uh, to get some cool technology, and he was like, "All right, visuals, that is all yeah. I care about." I don't want to make it sound like Return of the Jedi is bad because it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's very iconic, and I think it's I think it is a very um, solid conclusion to his first trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he. He made the first movie not really knowing if he was going to ever make a sequel. Um, but I think he made a trilogy that holds together very well. And then the story of um, a boy growing up to fight his evil father, I think he turned that into something really interesting yeah. that could otherwise be really, I don't know, annoying. Yeah. And you look at the context of the sixth movie with at least the first six movies total. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Darth Vader's redemption is really powerful. And if yeah. you include Clone Wars, shout out Clone Wars, um, yep. it yep. is Clone even Wars. better. Because, yeah, sure. again, how much more time we get to spend with Anakin and Obi-Wan and their brotherhood yep. and how much Anakin cares about family... That's like a big piece yeah. to him. The the core of the the first six movies of Anakin being the chosen one, I think that idea 
carried throughout the fr- all those six movies is executed very well and totally agree is potentially ruined by a movie called the rise of skywalker <laughs> uh, we talked about it oh we already talked about it but yeah i mean <laughs> huge i have huge respect for george lucas for creating i mean a story that runs six movies and is really well thought out in the world building that he created mm-hmm. um yeah i think return of the jedi is really good but yeah not it's just, as it's, good it's, as it's, the it's not my go-to sure uh, yeah and as much as you want it to be because it's like the climactic finale of the first six films yeah. it's still like i'd watch the last half hour <laughs> yeah but right. i wouldn't watch the whole movie because mm-hmm. the rest of the movie doesn't really feel like it needs to even be there at times. Yeah. So that's a little bit of For an sure. issue I definitely have with that movie. But I think it is better than my number seven. Yep. Rogue One. The first uh, offshoot kind of Star Wars story movies of the two. Uh, right off the bat, Gareth Edwards, come on the podcast, tell you how they did it. It's the best-looking Star Wars movie to date. And it's not even really close. It really isn't. I kind of think Last Jedi looks good. There's a lot of color palette stuff that makes Last Jedi look better. The color color of Last Jedi is really cool, but the the scope of Rogue One is, is unmatched. A lot of different locations. The clarity of the CGI is unmatched. Yeah. There's some some shots of the Death Star that just blow my mind every every time I watch the movie. The first time they have like that shadow come yeah. around the Star Destroyer. Woo! Oh, it's so good, dude. That is special. Yeah, shout out Gareth Edwards holding the camera, unlike George Lucas sitting in the chair. Uh, we love you, George. <laughs> you created us. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's not accurate. <laughs> He did not create us. My Lord George Lucas. <laughs> he, he we, we would not be the same without him. But that, that is true. Uh he did not make us. No. He made a story that made us twenty five percent George Lucas. That's us. <laughs> We're quarter twins with George. This is our dad. George Lucas is our father. No, he's not, but he was very influential in our youth. And creating our personalities, more or less. We are big sci-fi fans, thanks to him, I would say. I think so. And thanks to our dads, probably. At least my dad was a big Star Oh, yeah, for sure. My dad, too. Stargate fans, for sure. Stargate, Battlestar Galactica, all that good stuff. They're nerds. Oh, I heard a purr. Um, It's my my cat, Goose. Goose. He's very happy. It is a ginger cat named Goose, not at all related to Captain Marvel. Or Top Gun. Or Top Gun. Um, So I was talking about how Rogue One was just so gorgeous. Yeah. But But why don't we like it? My big gripe with that film, and I do like to call it a film. um, That's right, because we're fancy film boys. We're fancy film boys, baddie but baddies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that for everything it has in visuals, it lacks in characters. Ooh. That's a good soundbite. Uh, booyah. Put that on the TikTok. Um, 
Shout out TikTok. Come on the podcast. I ru- I ruined the soundbite. No, it's my... ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, folks, um, I like going out of the theater immediately after watching it for the first time. I couldn't tell you a single character's name except for maybe Jin. Um, and even Cassian, I don't think I would have been able to remember yeah. his name. And you look, I look back at it now. I've seen it like 10, 20 times, whatever. I yep. can tell you a couple of the characters' names, but I still don't know, uh, the blind guy's friend's name. Or, yeah, I yeah, couldn't tell you. I want to say it's like Blaze or something. That sounds or like, like Star Wars. Baze, maybe? I don't, but like. That could literally Baze be sounds right. Yeah, Baze. I don't know. Maybe it is. Let right. me let me let me just look these up real quick. He's gonna Google talking. it. Um, but yeah, the the movie just seriously lacks um, character development, and I think it's largely due to the fact that they knew all the characters would be dead by the end of the movie, so they're oh, like, yeah. oh, we don't need to actually put any effort into this because no one's gonna care about these characters in a week, which is true, but it's not because the movie was bad it's because the characters weren't characters you know yeah they none of them had like an actual character arc it felt like oh and like you could you could say that cassian has one and like cares more about the lives of the people he's fighting for Eh? but Eh? even then it's like i don't know if that's really true so that that movie just has a big issue for me with the yeah. lack of character developments. Let me read you these names real quick. Okay, hit me. So Donnie Yen plays you're at Chirut Imwe. Chirut. Okay. Um his friend Baze Malbus. It was Baze. I'm awesome. Okay. I don't know where that came from that I just remembered that, but Ben Mendelssohn bring in the director Orson Krennic. I, I forgot like about Krennic. him completely. He is a great. I do character. like his character as much as, as much as I don't like all the characters. He's a pretty good character. Probably the best. One oh, we didn't it. talk about Grand Moff Tarkin is in this movie. Oh yeah, as a CGI man. I honestly didn't hate that. I didn't hate it. I honestly probably didn't even notice the first time I saw it because I didn't know he was not still alive. So yeah, I mean the Princess Leia one wasn't as good. Nope. But that's oh, okay. we didn't talk about Saw Gerrera. Oh, yeah. Jin! Jin! <laughs> I will run no longer. Yeah. Uh, Jin, save the rebellion. Save the dream. Go! Save the dream. Go! Yeah. He... I don't know. Forrest Whitaker's an amazing actor. But he's so good. That is not his best role, and I don't. Oh I think man, Riz, part of it Riz is Ahmed's character, the pilot. I am the pilot. Bodhi Rook. Bodhi, never heard that, that in my entire. I've life. never heard that in my life. Oh goodness. What is Mads Mikkelsen's name? Something uh, or so. Galen. Galen, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, but man. the point is, we had to Google almost all of those names. Yeah. And that speaks volumes about how sure poor does. the movie's overall f- character development was. Boom. Yeah. The movie but, is good, but also the movie is bad. 
it looks so good. And the uh, the Scarif sequence is so fun. It has some really great stuff in it. That's true, yeah. Uh, the Darth Vader scene, one of the best Star Wars scenes ever. Yeah, they, they bring um, it all together right there at the end. It's incredible. Launch! You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm. Yeah, it's... I mean, the music comes in, and it's terrifying, and like it's you really so feel good. the fear. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, those guys were freaking out. Yeah, it's like a lot of times you have Jedi fighting Sith, and the power scaling doesn't feel as there's right. a, like they don't feel like there's a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch guys with little laser blasters and chin straps try to f- kill this guy they're like they don't even they stop shooting after a while because they're like uh yeah i'm dead like ah it's not worth it yeah which i like i think that's pretty gnarly and then he stands in open space in a vacuum and continues to breathe which is pretty cool he's incredible shout out last jedi when carrie fisher did the same thing (laughs) Uh. (laughs) she did a little bit more than just stand there she flew she flew yeah like a um, Superman. Okay. So that We've, I think that brings us to our our top five. I now. think it does. So you have. Oh no, we both have this movie at number five. Our number five yes. is, or my number six is Return of the Jedi. By the way, we already talked about right. that, but yeah, we talked okay. about that. So that's good. Our number five's aligned here. With The Force Awakens. Awakens. Have you felt it? The Force. The way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a great movie. It's pretty good. It was uh, both of our... Well, it was definitely my first... Uh, the first Star Wars movie I was able to see in theaters. So it was yeah. very impactful for mm-hmm. me. As a young 15-year-old. Wow. Um, so impressionable. Yeah. So it holds a lot of nostalgia for that, and it's a movie made with nostalgia in mind. Very, very for sure, nostalgic. for sure. They gave J.J. Abrams the reins, and yeah. I think he did a pretty good job um, minimizing the amount of lens flares. Shout out Star Trek. <laughs> um, Love those movies, too. Good movies. Um, I think he does a really good job creating characters and like setting up future films. As yeah. well as bringing us back into the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. with, like, nostalgic characters, right? You have, like, honestly, one of my favorite Harrison Ford performances. I think he really yeah. does that character well, despite not wanting to be there at all. <laughs> yeah. but I think And I think they gave him a really satisfying conclusion. Yeah. And one I think... that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was even going to say, I think the... Han Solo's character arc in that movie works so well because it it services Kylo Ren's character so well, and they work so well together. Mm-hmm. Um, that being the moment that Kylo Ren, you know, kills his father, um, and kind of cements in him the I don't know the the path that he's on. Right. I think and that was a great uh, um, setup for him. Yeah, absolutely. Like using the older characters to facilitate the newer characters. Yeah. 
is a really cool way to do it. And I think The Last Jedi does it really well. But we'll talk about mm. that later. Mm. Um, shout out Mark Hamill not liking Luke Skywalker. Uh, come on the podcast. Come on the podcast, Mark. Yeah, we'd love to have a chat with you about that. We would, yeah. Um, but yeah, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. The Force Awakens. <laughs> Good grief. We already talked about Phantom Menace. Okay. Um, I have a... My, I like, I wouldn't say it's a huge gripe, but definitely like a low point why it's number five and not any higher. Yeah. Is that on repeat watchings, every time I've watched it, it's felt a little less good. Hmm. I don't know if there's a specific reason for that. Yeah. But like for me, the replayability is just lacking. I can't right. really even pinpoint it if it's just like, oh, it's a new hope redux Mm -hmm. um if yeah if it if it's just the beginning part isn't as fun like i i like the character introductions of finn and uh ray and to a lesser extent poe but then it feels like they kind of just speed run to the end Mm. so we can have a fun finale and the finale is really good right uh, probably my second favorite lightsaber fight after the Phantom Menace finale. Yeah. Because uh, it has a lot of raw emotion in it, which I really mm-hmm. enjoy. Um, and... Yeah, I think for me that I kind of feel the same way, and I think what we'll get into later is just like um, after seeing the whole trilogy play out, there's really there's just no reason. <laughs> it sounds bad, but there's no reason to watch this trilogy together in a row because they don't they don't mesh together in any sort of cohesive way um because there was no plan and they just did whatever they felt like in the moment which with each movie right um so i think that on repeat watches it's just i'm watching this movie this one movie where contained it's pretty good but i know that every question that i have doesn't really go anywhere so what's even the point? Right. I don't know. It's a bummer for sure. Cause yeah, because they... It, I think he, the the first movie he made, I think, set up some really good potential. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think uh, Ryan Johnson took it in a way that we weren't expecting. And he was very intentional about that. If you watch like the behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. for Last Jedi, he was like, I'm going to do this, and people are going to hate it. But then... <laughs> but then some people are really going to like it because it it takes away all of that like the importance of lineage that was kind of randomly super important to star wars fans ever since the darth vader reveal which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. later um which then they (laughs) undid in the next film so i think yeah jj abrams kind of leapfrogged the last jedi we and could, was like oh no i didn't actually mean for you to do that yeah i mean we could have a whole podcast about just the dynamic of the age that we're in and that sounds super i sound like an old man the digital age the that we're digital in, age where everyone has an opinion as they always have but now everybody can share it and be it as loud as they want without any sort of guardrails and mm-hmm. We could, I mean, we could talk all day about the impact that fans 
had on this trilogy and right oh man just like how when the fan base has their expectations so high and they spend the force awakens came out 2015 the last jedi came out in 2017 and we had the fans had all that time in between to come up with our theories and our you know what we wanted to see and have our expectations so high right and talk about it for a year and then when Last Jedi comes out and it's not what they expected everything explodes <laughs> Ryan Johnson ruined and, my childhood ugh yeah we're not even talking about The Last Jedi yet but oh yeah I oh, goodness. I'm willing to spend as much time as we've been talking right now on talking about <laughs> The Last Jedi when we get there Oh gosh, but so, yeah, I think I think the Force Awakens we've talked about enough. Um, yeah. So our number four and our number three is where we diverge. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four. My number. You go ahead. Sorry. Uh, my number four is Solo, a Star Wars story. Solo. Um, my number four is the Last Jedi. Is the Last Jedi. So I think we should talk about Solo first. Yeah, for sure. And then we can get into Last Jedi and spend a nice yep. chunk in there before getting to the good ones. The good um, stuff. The actual the baddie Bobani or whatever it was. Baddie Bobani. Um, so Solo, to me, and I think you agree, which is why it's higher on your list than mine, uh, right. Solo is Spoiler the most enough. fun Star Wars movie to it's watch. It's the most fun. There's never like a, oh, there's never a dull moment when you're watching it. It, it genuinely feels like a fun sci-fi heist movie set in the star wars universe which is just an automatic win people people don't like um childish gambino as lando they think he's doing an impersonation blah 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 i I think he's yeah i think he's great i think he does the character really well i like that he mispronounces han's name all the time i think that they yeah you know lando might still be this exuberant character in episode five and six but when he was younger he's going to be even more that which i think is why being an almost an impersonation as i say kind of works actually yeah because he's being like a more dilute younger arrogant version of himself i think i think it works Mm. great um or like people have problems with amelia clark's character because Mm. she doesn't come up again but she's like Han's first great love. Yeah. And I think uh, she's not going to come up again because she betrayed Han. And that's like a no-no. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he cut himself off from that part of his life. Exactly. Like that entire movie means nothing to him anymore. He is solo. Right. He's going to do his own thing. But he got Chewie yeah. out of it. So he's like still happy to have him along. Yeah. And I think... Alden Ehrenreich, as we discussed earlier, it does a great Han Solo. I think, yeah. I think he was really good in the movie. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think he's really good at being that character and mm-hmm. what a younger Han would be like. And it's um, kind of an interesting, uh, I don't know if I'm using this word right, but dichotomy, uh, where we look at Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, and he's like a more dilute version of Lando, but uh, Alden is like less Han than Han is in the future. Yeah. Because 
Han becomes more after the events of the movie mm. and like becomes this character to protect himself emotionally yeah. from other people yeah. outside of kind of Chewbacca. And so in the first, like in Solo, he's a little bit more emotionally immature. Yeah. And like expects um, Amelia's character, I can't remember her name, um, expects her to just immediately jump back into his arms after like, you know, however many years he was in the army and she right. was being coerced by Maul to do random stuff for the Crimson Dawn. Um, and so I kind of like that he is not doing an impersonation yeah. of Harrison Ford. It's 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 cool because they are doing the opposite of each other, but they still it still works, right? So, yeah, it's just really, it's a fun movie. Like we mentioned, like you don't need to know anything about Star Wars or see the other movies to have a great time with this movie. Like it's, That's it helps too, yeah. if you have to to notice all the little details. But like it's it's just a fun movie, um, mm -hmm. and. What else? Oh yeah, the score is really good. John oh, yeah. Powell, John kind Powell comes in. Thing. He so um, good. He kind of brings like a. It's not. It's not as much Star Wars as the other movies feel. Like Michael Giacchino did yeah. Rogue One, and it still feels very Star Warsy. Yeah, very John. Which is good, and that's fine. Um, but John Powell comes in, and he's like, "Hey, I got a chance here, to make yeah. something a little different." little different with a movie that is a little different right there's only one lightsaber right at the end um yep. it's like a heist movie about characters who aren't force sensitive you know there's there's none of that going on right yeah and i guess rogue one is also kind of a heist movie without force sensitive people involved but um all that one guy's kind of force sensitive who? i'm one with the force and the force is with me oh i suppose true yeah okay baseless um argument rescinded um <laughs> oh that's well. that's why it's so much worse um solo so much worse just has that fun factor it feels like a yeah. summer blockbuster that anybody can enjoy and it really sucks that to me personally i think it sucks that it didn't do very well at the box yeah. office really poorly uh because people were like oh this movie must be bad and i'm yeah. not going to go see it or, I'm tired of Star Wars, they're making a movie every year. Yeah. And people were like, okay, I'm done with this. And I think they made the right decision of kind of um, stepping away from the live-action movies after Rise of Skywalker and focusing more on their Disney Plus stuff. I think that's... Yeah. I think that was a good, good move, for sure. They took a break from the big-budget movies to focus on more interesting stories like Solo was. Yeah. Because, again, the critics like it, but it just didn't do well at the box office. And they're like, we can make something right. more interesting with new characters. So let's do The Mandalorian. Because everybody loves Boba Fett and Jango Fett and that cool armor from Clone Wars TV show. Shout out Clone Wars. Come on the podcast. Yep. So, that is Solo. It's good. It's fun. You don't need to care about the rest of Star Wars to like that movie. Let's but talk what you about... do need to care about is The Last, the Last Jedi. Jedi. Oh, care my about. gosh. The Last Jedi is number three for me, number four for Jordo. Yep. And it's number four for you because 
Rise of Skywalker ruined it, yes? Yeah, more or less. I think it's um, kind of like I was saying earlier, just like the fact that when I watch The Last Jedi, I know that everything that happens in that movie is going to immediately be undone and turned around in the next movie makes right. it hard to watch. And just like, what is the point of this? What is the point of Ray finding out that her parents were just people? They mm-hmm. they weren't there. <laughs> when The Last Jedi came out, guys, listen, when The Last Jedi came out, Ray's parents were nobody. She wasn't a Palpatine. They were not planning on making her a Palpatine. I guarantee you that was not the plan. And I can guarantee you they weren't making her a Skywalker either. Nope, nope, nope. They were nobody. That's the choice that Ryan Johnson made. And the vision for his movie was to made her an interesting character, which I'll let you talk about more because I think you're very passionate about it. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the only reason it's below solo for me is because I don't have as much fun watching it anymore, which is sad. It's very sad. True. I'm sorry to hear that for you. Yeah. Um, I have only seen Rise of Skywalker once, so it still feels like it hasn't happened for me yet, <laughs> uh, which is a good thing there because then that's I can good. enjoy The Last Jedi shielded. even more. It's Heck like, yeah. um, yeah, I have a shield. It's the so, last movie. It yes. honestly wraps. It honestly wraps up in a pretty good bow. Like, you don't really need a sequel to the Last Jedi. Yeah, they kind of could keep it with a little bit of intrigue or mystery, even. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, Last Jedi is the Star Wars movie that I hold the strongest opinions about, and I think that's true yeah. for almost everybody. A lot that, of people that care about this movie or hate this movie. Yeah. And. I wanted to bring up my t- the two biggest gripes that a lot of people have with this movie and just mm-hmm. break them down and destroy them and <laughs> uh, show you why this movie is uh, good. Gosh. Actually, I'll, yeah. I have three that I can talk about. Thank you. So, first things first. Um, Ray is perfect. She can't do anything wrong. You look at that and you you hear that and you're like, oh, she's so amazing. And I guess that's more of a phantom, a phantom. I keep calling it Phantom Menace. Um, the Force Awakens problem. Yeah. So I'll avoid that one for now. I guess I will do the other ones. People are like, more people are like, oh, about. she knows how to fly. How does she know how to fly? Oh, she knows how to use a lightsaber. How does how does she know how to use a lightsaber? Yeah. Stuff like that. That's that's a smaller gripe, I guess. Now with the Last Jedi, because she's gotten a little bit of training in the Force, so yeah. that's not as big of an issue. Side note, Octo is awesome, and I love dope. how they have this moment where she learns about the Force, and she sees the dark and light and the balance, and it really comes to focus how little the Force cares about the light side versus the dark side. It wants to be in perfect balance, and this is so yeah. important to me because it's obvious that that is actually how the will of the Force is, that it wants to move towards balance, equilibrium, homeostasis, whatever you want to call it. So you have, like, in um, in the first trilogy, Palpatine and Vader are super strong, Obi-Wan and Yoda die, 
and then mm-hmm. all of the light side of the force is basically shoved into Luke Skywalker and to a lesser extent um, Ezra and Ahsoka who I guess are also alive whatever yeah um but all of basically all of the light side of the force is diluted into Luke and that's why he's able to beat the dark side right, right. and then in the fir- or the second three movies you have I don't know a, a million Jedi thousands of Jedi right yeah and then you have Maul and Palpatine and they have all of the dark side of the force and it gets a little bit diluted here and there with Grievous and Count Dooku and Asajj Ventress, but that's, you know... Yeah. It, it still doesn't matter because of the vast amount of Jedi that show up. Right. They're easily able to use more Force power because the Force wants to be in balance. So these are the dark side users. They're going to be able to um, have a greater strength mm-hmm. and be able to counteract all of the Jedi. Um, and then, so here we are in the new trilogy and we have in Last Jedi, it's Snoke and Kylo Ren versus Rey and Luke. And Luke at most of the, for most of the movie, isn't even tied to the force at all, which I'll talk about later. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but Rey basically has all of the light side of the force to her, at her, uh, um, she can use it all. It's at her disposal is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, so she's able to combat emotionally. You know, she uses words almost more than the force or lightsaber fighting uh, mm-hmm. to manipulate Ben back to the light side almost. And at least yeah. to get rid of Snoke entirely. So there's that bit of balance that helps her be more powerful than anybody else, right? She's always been Force-sensitive. She has more of the light side of the Force than any one person in the galaxy at this point. She's going to be able to mm-hmm. do some cool stuff, like Jedi mind tricks or pulling yep. a lightsaber stronger than Kylo Ren. So, Because that's... that's the point of the Force, right? Like, it in the first movie... I mean, in, yeah, in the first movie, Star Wars, uh, Ben Kenobi, you know, feel the Force, Luke, and... Luke is able to harness the force to do certain things like that's mm-hmm. what the force does. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Right. So it's like why are you guys mad about it? So that's one argument I have. The next one is that Mark Hamill included people hate Luke's character in this movie. And it makes no sense to me that people don't like his character. Or I they can't say understand it. They're like oh my gosh, he's such a wimp. Why would he abandon his duties? He's a Jedi. Why would he go back to this random place and be completely uh, separate from the universe? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, and I, it's I guess... It's not the character. It doesn't fit the character. Yeah, or like people who read all the books see Luke as this mm. like God-ranked, yeah. uh, super giga-mega-powerful Jedi <sighs> that can do everything. Um, and he... They're not canon, so... Yeah, it's not canon, so it doesn't matter. Uh, just another expectation subversion that Ryan Johnson was able to pull off. Mm. Here's and my... And it services the story. Luke's character services the story so well, which I'm sure you're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, that's exactly my point. Um, Luke was trained by two Jedi. Yes? 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, yes. and Yoda. Yep. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the first one we meet, failed to kill, I guess was his plan, subjugate Darth Vader. Yeah. Keyword, failed. Okay. They mm. lost everything. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Episode 3. What does Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi do? He goes to Tatooine, gives Luke away, and then sits on that planet in an old hut and does <laughs> nothing for 20 years. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Yoda failed to kill Palpatine, subjugate Palpatine, whatever. He failed, okay? What did Yoda do? He goes to Dagobah, cuts himself off from the rest of the galaxy, and lives in a small hut in the middle of nowhere for 20 oh boy, years. Where is he? where is he going with this? Luke Skywalker. Here we go. Luke Skywalker yep. was trained by those two Jedi. They set an example, yep. so to speak, for him. They sure did. He created a Jedi temple, tried to do his own thing, tried to expand the universe, blah, blah, blah. Uh-oh, he failed. He failed hard. Uh, he attempted to kill one of his uh, younglings who was potentially being manipulated by the dark side of the Force, only yep. to realize as soon as he ignited his lightsaber that he had forced Kylo to see that the dark side was better at the time for him, mm. right? Like, he, he can't trust anybody with the light side of the Force. They've tried to kill him just because he has dark dreams, Yeah. right? Uh, failed. And then the rest of the Jedi Temple burned down, and he created the Knights of Ren, he stole some other kiddos, blah, blah, blah. What did Luke Skywalker do? <laughs> Luke Skywalker ran to a random island, cut himself off from the rest of the galaxy, and in this case, even the Force, and lived in an old hut for 20 years. Mm. Now tell me how that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I've never really put all those pieces together. Mm -hmm. um, but it, yeah, I think that's probably the best defense that I've heard. Because you're right. I mean, it makes complete sense, right? It <laughs> does. Mean, oh, my gosh. He was trained yeah. by two guys who failed and lived in huts, and then he failed and lived in huts. And the movie is about failure, oh. and Yoda comes back to tell him about failure and how we learn from yeah. failure. And then what did Obi-Wan do? He stopped sitting in a hut. He trained Luke. What did Yoda do? Right. He stopped sitting in the hut and he trained Luke. What did Luke do? He stopped sitting in the hut and he trained Ray. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh, He's the greatest. Guys. It's, like, it's... Man, this movie rocks. It's so good. About. Uh, oh. It's such a good movie. It really is. Uh, the, the final point I wanted to bring up before we move to the <laughs> top two. Just because I, I gotta keep uh, talking. Um, yeah. My biggest problem, and I think a lot of people's biggest problem with this movie, is Canto Bite and the casino scene, i.e., yeah. Finn and uh, Rose. Finn and Rose stuff. I am not gonna defend Canto Bite. I would like to uh, posit a rewrite for you mm. to better it. Um, or, like, 
you know, just to help further explain the flaws, because I don't think it's a perfect movie. It would be number one on my list if I thought it was perfect, but right. that's besides the point. Because um, there are a couple perfect Star Wars movies. There are a couple perfect ones. Uh, <laughs> Finn is a child soldier, correct? Yep. He was stolen from people. Stolen from his family. And he was forced to be a stormtrooper. So, uh, f- uh, Poe Dameron is a fanatic rebel who has no problem sacrificing his bomber fleet to kill one ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rose is a random pipe cleaner. Uh, Shots fired, I guess. Um, No shots fired (laughs) to Kelly Marie Tran. She did the best with what she had, and uh, she wasn't given much, sadly. Um, so my rewrite here, instead of Finn and Poe staying on the ship and trying to make a coup, we have Finn and Poe go to Canto Bight. Every, every single thing is exactly the same. The script, everything is exactly the same, except Finn says all of Rose's lines and Poe says all of Finn's lines. Boom. The movie is then, fixed. Because then Poe is the one who learns why war is bad. Mm-hmm. And he learns <laughs> it from the child been... soldier. Yeah. Right? Perfect. Yeah. That's Rose, a great idea. Rose doesn't need to tell the child soldier that war is bad. That's right, the main exactly. thing. And it's it's horrible yeah. that they did that. Ryan Johnson, I... Come I, on the podcast. We, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that one. Uh, also, why'd I've... you do it, Ryan? Why you ruined my childhood, Ryan? <laughs> oh, Did you want to kill my childhood, Ryan? Gosh. But yeah. So that's a little that's rewrite uh, that I would do. I'm sure that I'm not the only one that's thought of that. So if somebody else has thought about it and made a YouTube video with millions of views, uh, you know, shame on me for not having an original idea, I guess. But uh, any final thoughts on Last Jedi before we get to our top two? I think we ought to. I think we better get to it. Okay. Hop to it. Right on. So I'm interested to see what order you put them in. Yes. I don't know if that is an interesting thought. I personally let me open it up again because I didn't. I don't have it anymore. My number two is Empire. Ah, we agree. We agree. Oh wow! wow. What an interesting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We disagreed on a couple of these. Oh uh, yeah, we did. But yeah, dude, number two is Empire. Of course, neither. I mean, either one of them could be number one. And they really have gone back and forth for me. Yeah, of course. And I think we even talked about that when we were planning this. We're <laughs> like, ah, oh, we gotta make a list. I don't know yeah. which one is number one. Ah, uh, they just they're they're both I think pretty much as perfect as you can get mm-hmm. for Star Wars. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Empire (laughs) is one of my favorite movies for sure. It's one of the most iconic movies. I I don't even know, like, what what can even be said about Empire? It's just so, so many people love it. It's iconic. It is iconic. It's less George involved, for better or for worse. (laughs) Um, mostly for better Lawrence Kasdan coming in with the script Mm -hmm. what a G 
Irvin come on the Kirshner podcast. Directing. Yes, come on, big boy podcast Irvin. If you're still alive. Uh, or even if you're not, who knows? Um, that's right. We have a we have a special yeah. antenna. It's a whole thing. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Darth Vader is Luke's father. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh man, how crazy is that, huh? I do. Yeah, it's pretty incredible that George Lucas. I'm I'm fairly certain that he made the first movie. Um, without that in mind he'll tell you he had all six movies planned <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah i mean yeah having leia kiss luke is enough for me to believe that he had no idea what he was doing <laughs> yeah, he didn't know what he was doing um, but it worked out um yeah there's so many i mean there's so many iconic things in empire i mean some of my favorite movie moments of all time i mean luke training with yoda Yoda bringing the X-Wing out of the lake. Oh, my gosh. That is my I mean, favorite moment in Star Wars. Oh, gosh, dude. It's I, so, yeah. so good. The music comes in. He's oh, talking man. about having him talk about the Force earlier and, like, being luminous beings and all that stuff is so, like, it, it makes that scene even better because it's he's just proving his point. Yeah. And, and like... It, and, Oh man, I don't even want to talk about the Rise of Skywalker anymore. I don't want to sour this this experience. Oh, oh. oh but can I? Can, I can't even describe the feeling I had when they tried to manufacture a Luke raises the X-wing moment in Rise yeah. of Skywalker. You remember that? I, I mean, I can't. I can't describe the feeling I had when I just. I was like, "Oh, this, they're gonna do it." There, out oh, there it goes, and just the pure, just anger <laughs> I felt. Yeah. Just like, oh my gosh, they're doing this. I remember the first time I watched it. I actually almost cried when they did that, and I was just <laughs> not even like from actual sadness. It was like a happy cry, because I was like, "Wow, they're like." It's such a character arc for Luke. Yeah, right. And I look back on it now, and I'm like, yeah, that was pretty forced, considering what he was dead in the last movie. Right. This is the first uh, time that I have seen a... F well, okay, no, it's not Last Jedi. It's Lightning Strike. Okay, never mind. Oh, but yeah. uh, I was going to say, it's the that. first time we see him move a physical object, but he's yeah. a Force ghost. And I've never seen right. that before. But, you know... Who yeah. are we to complain about force powers that have never been shown before? I, I'm not going to staunchly defend it, but I think force healing is fine. Yeah, uh, I don't really have a big problem with that. A lot of people hate that a ton, but that's not in this movie. It's in a much worse movie. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> it I hate really it. Is anyway, bad. Empire is one of the best movies ever made, uh, for sure. It'll it's probably great. show up in our top ten movies if we go oh, get around yeah. to doing that I mean, as well. Spoiler alert. Whoa, my bad. But yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, and then, of course, number one, we can talk about both of these together, basically. Yeah, it's like... Star Wars, original Star Wars. Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are... I mean, yeah, like we said, they kind of went back and forth on our list as the number one because they really are interchangeable for that number mm -hmm. one spot because they are like beyond like i i can't even i can barely even put it into words how influential <laughs> how they, they are, are. <laughs> and, and how yeah. like they're shot on film and the 
physical or the, the, the effects are all practical and the writing yeah. is clean and concise, but also like well paced and yeah. the editing is surprisingly good for older movies, yeah. which are often not edited well. And like it's on a shoestring budget, and people were like, "This is experimental and new." Sci-fi really wasn't like a huge thing outside of Star Trek yeah. at the time, and it was still really popular. People hated Empire when it came out, which is why I thought mm. people would come around to Last Jedi, but that just didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe um, eventually. Yeah. And yeah, and I think the reason Star Wars is number one is it's just, or Star Wars and New Hope is number one. It's it is just it's the most Star Wars Star Wars has ever been and probably will ever be. Right. It's just the purest form of what George Lucas created and it's it's just yeah, it's just so good. It's the original vision. Yeah. Whether it There's whether not... it has all of the technological stuff he wanted or not. Yeah. He created oh, yeah. A, I mean, an like... entire universe. For these movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Awe-inspiring. Shout Awe-inspiring. Out, shout out Star Wars. Yeah. Come on the podcast. Star Wars. Star Man. Wars. It's kind of a hard note to end it on because it's just so... I mean, it was so such an obvious ending to the, yeah. <laughs> to the ranking, but just like... I mean, who doesn't have these Star two? Star Wars is the best two, Star Wars you know? movie, for sure. Yeah. If you're some psychopath with Revenge on the Sith number one, you're <laughs> You're not invited on the podcast. You're I'm not just invited. Kidding. Yeah. You're invited well, on you the can podcast. you can come, just not to talk about Star Wars. That's right. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean I think we ranked them. We really did. They're there on the screen for you to see. Please uh put your ranking in the comments oh. on uh this video wherever you're watching or on the on the on podcast YouTube, feed. Probably. Um, send us an email, a text message. Um, I don't know. And uh, if you are a uh, Reddit a blocker person, you know who you are. Um, feel free to come on the podcast sometime later. Yeah, we, whenever you want, you can come on the podcast. And you can come on the podcast. Tell us in advance what your favorite movie slash TV show is, and we'll we'll get around to it. And yeah. Uh, and that, that invite kind of goes for anybody who's listening. If you're, that's true. Well, not I mean, everybody. Uh, I but, mean, you know, people we you know. Talk about a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you want to talk about Moon Knight before we We should cut talk this about Moon Knight. That's oh, my God. Be... <laughs> we should. We should uh, we're going to talk about Moon Knight while it's coming out. We watched the first episode. We'll try to keep recording episodes. Well, yeah. Uh, as much Moon as Knight we can. If nothing else, just to talk about Moon Knight. <clears throat> yeah, because we wanted uh, to keep up to date cow. on it. Um, so I saw Moon Knight. I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. We <laughs> we held our reactions until now. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was really good. I mean, as far as Disney Plus MCU shows go, I think it is the best first episode of one of those for sure. Yeah, in my opinion. I haven't seen Hawkeye. Um, to be fair. Oh but, really? Okay. Yeah. I'll what do you What do you think of the other shows in general? Um, I think uh, Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier is better than WandaVision. I agree. Um, 
and but Loki is the best. I think that's a hot take. I think most people don't like Falcon and Winter Soldier for some reason. Yeah, a lot of my I like it for the same reason that I like Solo. Mm, Yeah, it's just kind of a fun, dumb show. I think it's more it's more character driven, um, Mm, which is true. Um, but yeah, I can see that. I think Loki's really good. But yeah, as far as Moon Knight goes, very strong first episode. Very strong first episode. I like that it doesn't, it doesn't feel, almost doesn't feel like a Marvel thing at all. Yeah. If Um, I didn't know, I wouldn't know. Yeah, it would just be a cool show with British Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I have in my notes here. He's so British. Good lord. I have, (laughs) I have in my notes a British accent. That's what I wrote. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know if he is oh British gosh, or not, British but I thought that that British, no. at first I was jarred. I was like, who is he's, this? Uh, he's Latin American from somewhere. Right, but, yeah. yeah. I've seen him in a his... movie where he talks Spanish the whole time. Yeah, his accent um, is just, I couldn't understand him at first. I it, You kind of settle into it and well, you get he... used to it, but like at first I was like, what Whoa. is he saying? He does not sound like Poe Dameron. Oh my goodness, uh, so funny. And he's yeah. just like... Hello, Mom, I gotta feed my fish really quick. Oh, we're gonna feed the fish. And then I gotta go be Moon Knight. Then he's got two fins later. (laughs) Um, I have here a quote from him. Come on, you bloody cupcake van. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny, so I wrote that down for us. Dude, if I had one One complaint this episode, uh, that car chase scene has some of the worst cgi i've uh, yeah. seen in a long time <laughs> that was something else i was gonna bring up was the budget oh my god because i felt like there were some um, times where oh, i was like Ugh. what were they thinking putting that out how was, it was yeah i was i was a little oh jarred gosh. by that for sure it's like oh my it was so it was just awful i don't know i don't know how that happened where the i think it was probably like this is the first episode, and we have some really crazy stuff coming up in the season, so we got to save our budget. Sure. Um, oh my gosh. I thought the yeah. random Egyptian god guy was looked pretty good, though. Yeah, that. And all the, the other stuff I thought was fine, but uh, yeah, the car chase and it was in broad daylight, so that doesn't help. Yeah, that's true. But something always... I appreciated about it was it felt very practical and on location, uh-huh. um, which is something I can't say about. Uh, other recent MCU projects, uh, Cough Cough, Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, uh, No Way Home. I mean, yeah, it's No Way Home. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. man, we need to do a podcast about No Way Home because I have a lot we of... Could, we should rank all the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I have a lot of things to say about No Way Home. Interesting. But anyway, Excited yeah, I really things. liked Moon Knight. Um, I... The first time I, I was making... I was writing my notes as I was uh, watching it. And so I put on here that the gaps in memory are edited very well. And I oh, think so that's, good. that's true throughout the whole episode. Yeah. I also wrote that I wanted, I never wanted to see the other half. I wanted this entire show to be gaps in Steven's memory where he yeah. just wakes up in this random place having killed somebody. <laughs> having done like, something terrible. Yeah. I thought that yeah. would be such an interesting way to tell a story. Where there's all these yeah. gaps in the main characters and our own memory, but I understand that that's you know that's not whatever really we're trying to make show, here. But... Yeah, but it was yeah, cool for I the first half was... of the episode. Yeah, for I sure. They utilized it really well. And um, I don't know about you, but I know nothing about this character. Right, me neither. 
and I and I don't really even know anything about Egyptian lore or like deities. Yeah. So, I'm interested to just to learn more than anything. All I know about Egyptian gods and stuff is from Stargate SG One. Oh. Uh, All the The sun god Ra. Sun god Ra and all that stuff. Shout out to our dads. Yeah. Dan James, come on podcast. Dan James, come on the podcast. Talk about World War II movies or something. I don't know. As if they're going to listen to this. Oh, they're going to listen. We'll make them listen. (laughs) I'll watch it in front of them. Uh, But yeah, I think, um, yeah, Moon Knight's good. I can't wait to see the next episode. We'll uh, we'll fill fill you guys in what we think. Mm -hmm. I liked the cult enemy. I think that's a cool way to do it where there's like the cult leader, but feels like there's gonna always be someone behind his back yeah so i'm interested to see where it goes we don't have a full you know fully formed opinions on it or anything it's the first episode we're full of hope we'll see um hopefully it's good hopefully obi-wan kenobi is good oh i hope it is so it looks pretty good i think yeah i mean i have no reason to think it wouldn't be good yeah i just fear that it's bad for no reason i do fear that as well and I uh, also McGregor, fear that my uh, expectations are going to be higher than whatever they could possibly produce. Yeah. So, you were saying something we'll about see. the glorious Ewan McGregor. He's just, he's great. He's glorious. He's mm. uh, perfect in most every way. He's got good hair. He's got really good hair. Nice voice. Uh-huh. Anyway, we should probably wrap this up, I'd say. We probably should. So... I really hope we have been recording this whole time we have been recording this this whole time for an hour and 24 minutes hey that's not bad that's a podcast that's a pretty solid first episode i would say it's a pretty solid podcast i think um i'm a little tired because we did this twice but (laughs) that's okay next time we'll do it once and it'll be great we'll do it once whether it's good or bad what would you want to talk about next time do you have any teasers oh yeah we were talking about well next time we'll definitely cover the next episode of moon Knight. Mm-hmm. um watch that with us please discuss in the comments <laughs> comment Ooh. section like Engagement. comment and subscribe um we'll talk about moon Knight, and i think we i think we should do the batman movies i think yeah. i think we should force ourselves to watch the old batman movies and, and just have rank a batman them. ranking and that'll give rank us an all of the major to... series yeah, that'll give us an excuse to gush about the Batman 2022 mm-hmm. starring Robert Pattinson. Something's in the way. Spoiler for my top ten mm-hmm. whenever we get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that too. It's on there. Oh, it is? Um, It was on there for me, but I think I moved it off. We'll see. If I'm just – it might be recency bias. I don't yeah. know, but we'll find out. You just got to keep thinking about movies. Yeah. <sighs> I've seen it four times, so I feel like I have a pretty good idea. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. You want to wrap it up? Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Eventually, you'll be able to watch as well um, with our beautiful faces. Batty Bo Batty. Our Batty Bo Batty desktop (laughs) will be able to run more than one program at the same time. Yeah. but yeah, this is an exciting, fun thing for us. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, because genuinely, I had a good time, Jordan. I had a great time, dude. And um, I'm excited that we're doing this. If nothing else, it's a good excuse for us to stick together, That's uh, right. living Stay halfway across touch. the country from one another. 
we are no- notoriously uh, bad at staying in touch yes. when we're not together in person. So it really give is us sad. A, it, 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 yeah. We're adults now, so we have to like actually. Yeah, uh, our parents aren't going to do it for us. Talk to each other, so our parents don't take us on vacation to see each other anymore. So, mm-hmm. oh, we got to start a podcast. That's what you guys <laughs> made us do. <laughs> yep. And if you're listening, shame on you for not having a. Oh, <laughs> uh, we love Christmas. you guys. No, just kidding. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. As I said, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Quarter twins. Quarter twins. Outro music. Goodbye. Something's in the way. Mm -hmm. Copyright issue. Yeah, that's copyright issue.